Hello and a happy new year from all of us here at Deep Dive. This episode you're listening to is a bonus episode featuring a conversation between myself, Oscar Boyd, and Japanese astronaut Naoko Yamazaki. In 2010, she spent 15 days aboard the International Space Station before returning to Earth and continuing her career as a longtime advocate for space exploration. Naoko will be the feature interviewee of our special New Year's edition of the Japan Times, and you can read the full interview with her online. After completing her interview for that story, she very kindly took 10 minutes out of her day to chat to us here on Deep Dive. Here we go. Well, thank you very much, Naoko, for joining us in the studio today. And I understand that you're Japan's second ever female astronaut. Is oh, that that's、correct? right, Oscar. Yeah, my pleasure to、and、talk with you. Do you think you could tell us just a little bit about your journey joining JAXA and becoming、uh, mm-hmm. an astronaut? Sure.、Uh, before becoming an astronaut, I was an engineer, aerospace engineer. And I was working for JAXA, Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency, as an engineer and was involved in the International Space Station's development team. For three, hours, three years. And how do you go from being an engineer to a fully fledged astronaut、um, about to sit in a rocket going out to space? Well,、uh, it was my dream from my childhood to go to space someday. And actually, before entering to JAXA, I applied for Japan's、uh, astronauts program once, but I failed. So,、uh, whenever you know, there's a, another chance, I wanted to apply. And then, so it was very natural for me. And then, so after you applied,、uh, what's the process of becoming an astronaut?、Mm. Well,、uh, after becoming an astronaut candidate, it's a very long way to go to space, actually. And for me, it took 11 years. It depends on the situation. And for my case,、uh, in 2003,、uh, the space shuttle Columbia had an accident and de- it delayed all the space programs. So,、uh, well, the training itself was fun, you know, so much fun. What kind of things would you be doing? Well,、uh, for example,、mm, well, flight training on a T 38 jet airplane and survival training in Russia and in America in the winter or in, in the sea. Or, And of course, there are so much disk study and there are exams as well. And we have to learn about、uh, Russian language as well as English. Okay, so on the space station, you were communicating in both Russian and、mm-hmm. uh, English. Right, the common language is in English. However, the half of the crew members are Russian, so we have to speak sometimes in Russian language as well. It's interesting that you should、uh, mention the Columbia disaster. It、mm-hmm. kind of leads onto my next question, which is what actually goes through your head as you're sitting in a rocket that's about to launch? Are you excited,、ah. nervous, scared? I mean, it's a dangerous activity going、mm-hmm. to space. Right. But, you know, when I was on board the space shuttle, I was so excited. No fear at all. Of course, I was ready for the accident just in case. And in tradition, we wrote a will before going to space. So, just in case, we got to prepare what's going to be after, you know, the accident. So, we are ready. And the 90% of the training. Was to how to deal with an unexpected 
situations. So, you know, and those kind of training took 11 years. So the fear just, you know, disappeared, just gone. And all the excitement remained. But even so, for me, if I was sitting there, even if I had 11 mm-hmm. years of training, in that final 10 seconds, mm-hmm. can you can you hear them counting down for the last? Yes, yes. Even in the cockpit. So your heart must them. be pounding. No? Right, exactly. Yes. So exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so positive. And you, how long did you actually spend in space? For 15 days. 15 days. Mm-hmm. And during that 15 days, what's, what's an average day on the space station? Like you said you had macaroni cheese for breakfast. <laughs> right. We usually get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and had breakfast and get, you know, ready for the today's activity. And we usually have a tag up among the crew members and including the flight directors and flight controllers. After that, we spread and for each tasks, and then we get together again for the dinner time. Mm-hmm. And what were you in charge of on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. My main job is to operate the robotics arm to install the logistics module called Leonardo, mm-hmm. carried on a space shuttle. After uh, installed, uh, we you know deliver each experiment equipment into the International Space Station. And did you become attached to life in the space station while you were there? Was it sad to go or were you excited to go back to Earth afterwards? Oh, well, after spending 15 days in space, it's kind of sad feeling to go back to the Earth. Of course, you know, I was very, you know, looking forward to seeing my families and friends. But at the same time, it was very, you know, sentimental feeling to leave space. So actually, I wanted to go back to space, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and did you ever have the opportunity to go back to space after? No, not yet. But someday. But someday, hopefully. Yeah. You say you get up at 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. Living in Tokyo, you kind of get up 6 a.m. is kind of when the sun rises. You mm-hmm. know, you get that sense. Do you get a sense of the sun rising or? Oh, interesting question. Because a space shuttle or international space station rotates around the Earth every 90 minutes. So that means, uh, you know, you see the sunrise and sunset 16 times each day. 16 times each so day. So that conscious your, you know, sense of time. So we just use the watch to detect the time. And usually the time is set to the Greenwich, uh, mm-hmm. the standard time, universal time. I've always wondered about that. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That was in 2010, correct, mm-hmm. when you right. uh, went to space. So in the last eight, nine years, what have you been doing since your return to Earth? Oh, uh, well, it's been very quick. You know, since then, uh, I was, you know, working for the space education so talking to kids and working for the science museums. And also I uh, belong to the uh, Cabinet Office Space mm. Policy Committee. So working for the policy side as well. I guess it's a very exciting time for space right now. There's a lot mm-hmm. of uh, entrepreneurs, big companies. Uh, so you've got SpaceX, you've got Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. They're all looking to pursue the next uh, kind of level of space flight. What do you see um, as the future for space exploration? And mm-hmm. within that, what do you think Japan's role should be? Exactly. I think it's very inspiring to see the SpaceX in a space adventure. And I think, you know, uh, more private companies, you know, involving the space programs is much, you know, better in Japan as well. 
And in Japan, uh, we set a space industry vision last year to double the space business in Japan as well. So uh, I'd like to encourage more, you know, venture companies or even in the existing company, but for the new entrepreneurs uh, to, you know, join in the space programs. And is there anyone in Japan who's really standing out in that mm-hmm. space with interesting ideas for space exploration? Exactly. Uh, there are many venture companies in Japan as well. Like, uh, you know, well, for example, um, Constellation of the Satellites uh, is developed by the um, Axel Scale, uh, Space. And the Space W uh, is working by the Astro Scale and uh, Sounding Rocket is developed by the interstellar companies, or even the space tourism uh, is under the PDR space or space workers. So there are many ventures, and even the artificial shooting star uh, companies is in Japan as well. Artificial shooting star. <laughs> exactly, that's beautiful. So they are, you know, launching some satellite, and during the re-entry to the atmosphere, it burns up. So uh-huh. that's kind of shooting star. What an amazing idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, when do you hope to go back to space next? Oh, good question. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Has Elon Musk been on the phone at all? Oh, yeah, I'm happy to. (laughs) So how about you, Oscar? Yeah. Would I go? If you will take me, Mm -hmm, I'd love to go to space. Oh, (laughs) wonderful. With a bit of training. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Nalko, for joining us in the studio today and uh, taking the time to talk with me. Thank you. You've just been listening to a bonus episode of Deep Dive. The full interview with Naoko Yamazaki can be read online at japantimes.co.jp, where you can also find all the latest in news, lifestyle, culture and sports from Japan and beyond. Deep Dive was hosted this week by me, Oscar Boyd, and our guest was Naoko Yamazaki, JAXA astronaut and space advocate. You can find more episodes of Deep Dive on all major podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify and Stitcher. And why not join us on Twitter and let us know your thoughts on this episode and others by following the account at Japan Deep Dive. A very, very happy new year to all our listeners who've made it this far through the episode. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Uh, rice and uh, mm, corn soup and what else? Some <laughs> apple. <laughs> and how does that compare to the breakfast you would eat in space? In space, wow. It's, mm, it depends on the days, but I, I prefer, you know, having some macaroni and cheese. Oh, really? That yeah. sounds quite nice. I <laughs> and tortilla with peanut butter. That sounds very, very nice for space. <laughs> <laughs>